You're listening to the weekly Parsha podcast, recorded with Hashem's never-ending assistance in Ramah B'Shemesh Israel, 5776. This week's Parsha, if you live in Chutz Laaretz, if you live outside of Israel, is Parsha Sacharemos, and if you live in Israel, is Parsha Kedoshim. We're going to focus on Parsha Sacharemos. When we look at the structure of the Parsha, we see that the Parsha starts off with a description of the fact that we had the death of our own sons, Nadav and Avihu died in their service of God at the beginning of the of the Mishkan, at the beginning of the inauguration of the Mishkan. And immediately after that, Aaron HaKoyin received the command of his obligation to go into the Kodesh HaKadosh, into the Holy of Holies, on Yom Kippur, and what the Avoda of Yom Kippur, what the special service of Yom Kippur looked like. Now, if we look afterwards, and this is also read on Yom Kippur very interestingly, and it's not a coincidence, but when we look at the Parsha, after it speaks of the Avoda, of the Yom Kippur, the Yom Kippur service, it speaks about the forbidden sexual relationships, the arayas, about which we are warned to steer away from those relationships. So one of the things that I want to understand is why indeed is it that the Torah places the concept of the arayas right next to the avoda of Yom Kippur, which is the holiest day of the year? Why is this the concept which is spoken of immediately after the Torah, and also, clearly, we read it on Yom Kippur as well. So why is it indeed that it's read on Yom Kippur? What is the teaching? What is the message? Now, what I also want to understand is why is it that the preface to the Avoda on Yom Kippur is the story of the death of the sons of Aaron and Why is that the lead-in? It almost looks like a sandwich. You look at the Avoda on the top, or at the beginning, is the death of Aaron's sons, of Nadav and Aviyu, and then afterwards we have the forbidden Arayas, all those relationships which, which are forbidden. Why is it indeed that the Avoda of Yom Kippur is placed between these two concepts? So to begin to understand, I'd like to share with you two Midrashim, and the two Midrashim, one Midrash is speaking about Nadav and Aviyu, their Avera, what was the cause of their death, and he uses a very specific language which interestingly parallels the language that the Medrash uses in regards to Erva, in regards to the Arayas, the forbidden relationships that we're speaking about. So this Medrash is at the beginning of our Parsha, in Parsha Chaf, in letter Yud. And the Medrash is trying to understand what was the Avera, what did they do wrong, what did Nadav and Adviyu do to deserve to die as they went in to the Beis Hamikdash, to the, to the Temple. And it says like this, so there's a few explanations. I want to share with you a few of them and come to a climax with a certain one of them, which is the one that parallels what we're going to see by Erva. It says like this, The verse says that God said to Moses, Go up to God. This teaches us that Moses and Aaron were walking first. They were walking in front. Nadav and Avihu were, were walking behind them, and then all of the Israelites were behind them. And Nadav and Avihu were saying, When are these two old men going to die so that we can take over the leadership of the public? Rabbi Yudin b'shem Rabbi Aibai Amar, Rabbi Yudin said in the name of Rabbi Aibai, they actually spoke this out to each other. They actually said this to each other, that when are we going to take over? Rabbi Pinchas Amar Belibam Hiraru. Rabbi Pinchas says that no, they didn't actually speak this out. They just thought this in their hearts. Amar of Brechia. Rabbi Brechia says, Amar Lehem Baruch God said to them, Al Tisal God says, as it were, 
Do not rejoice in something that's going to happen tomorrow. You think something's going to happen tomorrow, but you have no idea. Harbe siyach in mesu. Many young horses died. Vinasu arisen shtuchin al And their hide was used as a saddle on their mothers. You think that you're young and they're old, but the truth is that that's not how it's going to be. So, it, in the first explanation, the reason that they lost their lives was because they thought that they were going to be the next leaders, or they were trying to push away Moshe and Aaron so that they could take over immediately. So they were a little bit anxious, and because of that, they lost their lives. Another explanation of the reason why they passed on is because of this. The verse verse speaks about the fact that at Harsinai, Mount Sinai, there were those who were greater amongst the people of Israel, and they were able to see the Shechina, they were looking at the Divine Presence, they were seeing that spiritual experience in a way which was inappropriate, and really they should have died. The verse indicates that they should have died at that time at Mount Sinai. The verse speaks of the fact that they ate. They saw God, they saw a vision of God, and they ate and they drank. Now, do you think that they brought cakes with them onto Mount Sinai to be able to eat at that time? What it means is that, what, were, what does it mean when it says that they were eating and drinking? It means, and here's the language, which is very interesting, which parallels something we're going to see in regards to Arias, in regards to the forbidden relationships. It teaches us that they did something which was sustaining, just like food sustains them, they did something else which sustained them. They sustained their eyes, that's the language, they sustained their eyes by looking at the Divine Presence. They saw God. Just like a person who looks at his friend while he's eating and drinking. So we have a very interesting teaching here from our Chazal, from the Medrash. And that is that there is a looking, there is a sustenance that happens when one looks. If a person looks at the Divine Presence, if a person has a spiritual experience and he sees God as it were, so there's a looking that sustains. But interestingly... For Nadav and Avihu, their looking that sustains, they did it in an inappropriate way. It was an incorrect thing to do. They should have died then. However, Hashem waited, and they ended up dying. When they came in, they did this avoida, this incorrect avoida, the service that was inappropriate at the beginning of the Mishkan, at the inauguration of the Mishkan. Then they passed away. But it was really as a result of them looking at the Divine Presence earlier. Now, the Medrash points out and contrasts the behavior of Nadav and Aviyu with Moshe Rabbeinu. Rabbi Yeshua de Sichnin b'Shem Rabbi Levi Amar, Moshe loizanin of Menashechina. Moses, when we contrast and compare him to Nadav and Aviyu, he did something completely different. He had a vision at the burning bush. What does he do? He turns his eyes away. He doesn't want to look at the Shechina. He doesn't want to look at the Divine Presence. What happens in the end? Because of the fact that he was careful not to look, in the end, he does benefit and has the ability to see the Divine Presence. Where do we see that he didn't look at the Divine Presence? The verse says that Moses covered his face. How do we know that he indeed benefited from the Divine Presence later on? The verse describes the fact that Moses was not aware of the fact that his face was shining with a spiritual glow. And that spiritual glow was a result of the fact that Moshe had 
not looked originally, but in the end, he was able to speak to God directly, Bishar Vayaster, in the merit of the fact that he covered his face. Zacha, he merited Vedivar Hashem Moshe upon him, upon him, that God spoke to him face to face. Bishar Kiyore, in the merit of the fact that he was afraid to come up and see that, that wondrous thing, that spiritual glimpse of Hashem, which was there in the burning bush. Zacha Vayur Migesha Seilav. As a result of the fact that he was afraid, so also those who saw the spiritual light that was coming out of Moshe's face also were afraid to come up to him. Bishar Mehabit, in the merit of the fact that he didn't look at the Divine Presence, Zacha Usmus Hashem Yabit. In the end, he merited that he was able to indeed see a vision of God. Nadav Aviyu, however, when it came to Nadav Aviyu, Zanu Anemen Ashkin Vloinenu Mimena. They indeed, at an inappropriate time, at a time when they should have closed their eyes, when they should have turned away, they looked at the Divine Presence, they allowed their eyes to be sustained by the, the Divine Presence. Ultimately, they weren't able to derive benefit from it. From this verse, passed away in front of God. Now, what's really amazing and interesting is that at the end of the Parsha, when the Torah speaks about the content of the Arayas, it speaks about the forbidden sexual relationships. So it also, the Medjish also uses the very same language in speaking about a person who's careful not to look at Erva, not to look at those things that are forbidden to him. Here's the Medjish at the end of the Parsha, in Parsha Chav Gimel, Os Yud Gimel, number 13. Rabbanasha Bar Rabbi Yeshub Levi Omar. Rabbanasha, the son, the grandson of Rabbi Yeshub Levi said, Matsinu Shekol Mishirayadvar Erva, that we find that whoever is in a location where there's something immodest, where there's something that's not sneeze, where there's a dvar erva, some nakedness, but a person is careful that he doesn't sustain his eyes, he doesn't stare, he doesn't look at it, he turns his eyes away. Ultimately, a person who's careful in that way, who has that level of modesty, who has that carefulness not to look at those things which are inappropriate, Ultimately, he merits to be able to receive the Divine Presence. My Taima, how do we know that this is true? We have a verse in Isaiah chapter 33, verse 15. A person who closes his eyes from seeing things that are inappropriate. What does the verse say afterwards? Your eyes will see the King in His beauty. A person who is careful to watch his eyes, to not look at those things that are inappropriate. He will see the Divine Presence. He will have the ultimate beauty, which is the beauty of godliness. Tirena Eretz Merchakim. You will see faraway lands. And this is a reference to a spiritual reality, which is far away, as it were, but a person can access by being careful not to look at things that are inappropriate. Now, it's really interesting that it uses the same exact language that a person needs to be careful, just like Nadav and Aviyu, they were not careful. They allowed their eyes to be sustained by looking at the Divine Presence. Same language over here, that a person has to be careful not to sustain his eyes, not to give his eyes sustenance from a Dvar Erva, from something which is inappropriate to look at, something which is forbidden to look at. And just like the Medrash had said that Moshe Rabbeinu was careful not to look at the inappropriate time, but in the end he merited to be able to see the Divine Presence at the right time, so too this Medrash is saying this, almost the same exact language, that a person who's careful not to look at something which is inappropriate, ultimately he merits to see the Divine Presence as well. Now I want to repeat a question that we asked before, which was that we have the Avoida. 
We have the service of the Kohen Gadol, the high priest on Yom Kippur, on the highest and holiest day of the year. And that's described in our parsha between these two ideas, the idea of the death of Nadav and Avihu, which we're saying was caused as a result of them looking at something, looking at the Divine Presence in an inappropriate time. And it's on the other side you have the concept of the Arias, of looking at things that are inappropriate, looking at forbidden things also in a place which is inappropriate, the wrong person in the wrong time. What is the reason why the Avoida is placed here in between these two ideas? And I think that we can begin to understand it by looking at the first part of the Medrash, which we spoke about before. We said that there were two different reasons, actually there are more, but we talked about those two different reasons why Nadav and Aviyu were not Zeichet, didn't merit to become leaders of Kalah Yisrael, even though they had the potential, the great potential to become those leaders. The first reason that we said was because they said, when are these old people, Aaron and Moshe, going to pass away so that we can take over? Meaning, they weren't willing to take the time. They didn't recognize that there's an appropriate time for everything. It's like if you try to pick a fruit that's not yet ripe, that fruit is not going to taste very good. They didn't understand that. They looked at Moshe and Aaron and said, these old guys, their time's done. It's our time. Here we are. We're the new generation. We're the ones that are supposed to be the leaders now. They weren't yet ripe. And they tried to take over. They, they went in without asking permission of Moshe and Aaron, without asking advice of Moshe and Aaron. They came in and they served Hashem in an inappropriate time. They tried to grab something before its time. And that was the mistake. That was the same mistake that they made in the second part of the Medrash, where they looked at the Divine Presence. Instead of looking away and recognizing that it wasn't the right time for them to look, they lost it. They looked at a time when it was inappropriate, as opposed to Moshe Rabbeinu. Moshe knew how to wait. He knew how to say, look, there's this amazing spiritual experience that I'm having. Wow, the bush is burning. It's not, it's not being consumed. It's a spiritual, it's a spiritual vision. And he knew to look away, not to take it yet, not to, not to grab it. It's not for him yet. He, he recognized that intuitively. He had that understanding. And as a result of that, as a result of turning away, of not taking it at the wrong time, not grabbing that spiritual experience, ultimately when it was the right time to receive it, he was able to receive it. He recognized that there were boundaries. He recognized that there were boundaries in time and in space. There was something beckoning him, calling, look at me, see this beautiful Mara, see this amazing spiritual experience. And he chose to look away. And ultimately, because he looked away, he merited that he would be able to see it in the end, at the right time, in the right place. It's the same idea, the concept of not looking at erva, not looking at inappropriate things, not looking at the wrong people, not uncovering the nakedness of somebody who's a relative, not uncovering the nakedness even of one's wife when she's menstruating. This type of description, this type of command is teaching us an amazing thing and it parallels precisely what was happening with Nadav and Avihu. The Torah is teaching us that there are boundaries, that there's a right place, there's a right time, and there's a right person. When a person is in that correct relationship, then it's appropriate, and not only is it appropriate, but it's beautiful and it's spiritual. And when a person is careful not to try to take something at the wrong time with the wrong person, the ultimate result is Shekhinah. And, and it could be that this is even a reference to the concept that we find the Chazal say that Ish, Ish, Zahu, that when a man and his wife merit, 
when they do things in the right way, when they have the right relationship, in the right time, in the right place, so then the Shechina is there, the Divine Presence comes into that place. They bring a soul, they bring a human being into the world. They have an amazing creative energy that is brought because it's the right time and the right place. But when it's not the right time, Chazal tell us, when it's not the right place, when it's not the right person, so the result is destruction. What do you have? You take out the Yud and the hay of the names of Ish and Isha, and all you're left with is Ish. You're just left with fire, destruction, when it's not done appropriately, when it's not done in the right time, with the right boundaries. So then all that's left is fire, destruction. The Avoida of Yom Kippur, the service of the high priest on Yom Kippur, was an amazing spiritual experience. He would come into the Kodesh HaKadoshim, the Holy of Holies, which was the bridge between this world and the upper transcendent realms. It was a place where you could experience God, literally. There are descriptions of it in the Gemara and Brachas speaks about Rabbi Elisha Kohen Gadol, who, who came in there and Hashem asked him to give him a blessing. Amazing spiritual experience was possible there. But when is it possible for a person to go in there? It's the right person in the right time, in the right place. Everything depends upon the person's preparation and, and making sure to come in only at the right time and in the right place and with the right preparation. The Medjushan Arparsha speaks about the fact that during the first base of Medjushan, the first temple, so there were many Kohanim Gedolim that they came in and they went in and they came out in peace, everything was well. They were able to access that space, walk into that transcendent space and be able to access forgiveness for the Jewish people from that space because of the fact that they had prepared themselves properly, that they had done the spiritual work to be able to enter into there. They merited because of their spiritual greatness to be the Kohanim Gedolim, to be the high priest. But in the second temple, the Medrash tells us that there were many more high priests because the people who were becoming the high priests were buying it out. They were paying for the privilege, the honor of being the high priest. But not only did they pay with their money, they paid with their lives. Many of them died because even though perhaps they were coming in at the right time and perhaps they were coming into the right place, but they were not coming in with the right preparation. They were not the right person. They were not the right one to be coming in there. And that was the problem of Nadavanavu, and that's the lesson of the concept of the forbidden sexual relationships. That it's all about the right time and the right place and the right person. You want to have a spiritual experience connecting to God, serving God. It needs to be with the right preparation and the right time. And it needs to be with a recognition that if I'm not ready, I look away. And it's the same thing with the forbidden relationships. And that's what this message is teaching us. If it's not the right person, if it's not the right place, if it's inappropriate, the eyes need to be turned away. I don't allow my eyes to be sustained, to enjoy something which is inappropriate in the wrong time, in the wrong place. And if I'm careful about that, if I'm careful to make sure that it's only done in the right place, in the right time, and it's the right person, it's the right type of person, it's not one of the forbidden relationships, so then I am zeicha, I merit to have the Divine Presence in my life. I merit to have something which is real, which is solid, which feels spiritually correct, and is indeed can, has the potential to be a powerful spiritual experience. But it's amazingly beautiful how all three of these ideas fit in so nicely, so beautifully into the same idea. The concept of the death of Nadavanavu, where they were looking at things spiritually out of their time in the inappropriate place. And 
the idea of the Avoid of Yom Kippur is indeed doing things in the right place, in the right time. And the idea of the Arayas, of the forbidden relationships, which is all about knowing who it is appropriate with and when it's appropriate to have a relationship between a man and a woman. I want to bless you and please bless me back. Hashem should help us to be able to recognize when indeed the relationships, whether it's with God or whether it's with others, are appropriate. Hashem should help us to see indeed when it's appropriate and to look away when it's inappropriate. Hashem should help us to merit, to be able to to receive the Divine Presence through our willingness to wait and not take things before their time. Thank you so much for listening. Have a wonderful Shabbos. This podcast was made possible through the gracious donations of listeners like you. For more podcasts like this, please visit www.arigoldwag.com or search on iTunes, Ari Goldwag.